Welcome back to the Mysteria Podcast, and thank you for tuning in to the newest episode with Ms. Jess St. John. Jess has been acting as my calisthenics coach over the past several months. I really enjoy working with her for, of course, her expertise, but also for her mindset and her energy, and she has a great positive outlook that I always enjoy being around. We discuss a number of topics in this episode, including posting to social media, how the environment affects your perspective, journaling and meditation techniques, and using the placebo effect to your advantage. And just as a quick note, I had to do a fair bit of editing on this podcast because I had the gain turned up a little too high on the microphone and I kept blowing it out. Uh, It was very annoying, so I did my best to clean it up. Uh, Because of that, the episode may sound a little bit choppier than usual, so my apologies for that. But aside from the microphone issue, I thoroughly enjoyed my conversation with Jess, and I hope you enjoy it as well. Thank you, and enjoy the episode. very active on social media yeah like you do a lot of stuff yes all of which I really like because I, I, I think I mentioned this before I really like your account yeah thank I you. also found that I rarely like anything okay because I just look and I'm like oh yeah that's good next like yeah. I just <laughs> like I won't ever like why anything. do people do that <laughs> I don't know I'm just like I shouldn't be on here anyway I'm like what am I doing sure. right so that's kind of sort of eases yeah. into the, yeah, into the question which is I've said on this podcast multiple times that, hey, I'm going to post stuff on Instagram and go, yes. go check it out or whatever. And, yeah. and it's usually a workout related thing or a book thing. Yes. Where it'll be like, oh, I like that passage. Go check it out. I'll, I'll upload it. Yeah. And guess what? I haven't done anything. Yeah. I don't, you know, because then every time I go to post something, I'm like, I, I just, why? Why am I, why am I doing this? Like, this just doesn't, it doesn't matter. Like, it just doesn't matter. Who wants to look at this? Which is weird because I like watching your stuff and other yeah, stuff. Yeah. It's, it's basically you, other calisthenics, and then just a lot of fighting. Yeah. It's just, it's <laughs> That's just, so interesting. It's just yeah. a lot of fights yeah. and like techniques and, you know, yeah. UFC stuff and one championship and all that. Um, but I'm just curious, like from your perspective, like do you find it? Because you're very consistent. So yes. You, so it seems like you don't mind. No, I don't. I don't have that thought anymore. My thought process uh, is... I don't give myself time to think. It it is, no, no, it is scheduled. Power through. 8 a.m. I have a post. It's ready to go. I try to post five, six times a week. And if I don't have it ready to post, I make an effort to create a post for the next day to have it ready. And 8 a.m. it's posted. The caption's written the night before. The cover photo's picked the night Uh, before. It's edited previously. And by the time it comes around to post it, I don't think about it. It's just, I hit a button and it's done. And then I walk away right. or engage with some comments. If some people are fast to comment on it. Um, but, but is the getting in your head about it when you start to think, is someone going to like this or is someone going to judge me for this or whatever? Like as soon as you get in your head about it, you're not going to want to post it. Yeah. And it's, it's weird though. The funny, the ones that I think the most about that, I'm just saying, eh, whatever I'll post. Those are the ones that do well. Like I had, I remember I had this post and it was, I liked the audio of the post and I'm just like, if I put a very simple visual to this, I think it's going to get 
the message across. And it was just like about focusing on yourself. It was like maybe a five, six second clip. And I had a quick, clean visual. I put the words on the screen. And I'm like, I, this is a message I can get behind. I want to share it with my audience. And that was it. But it didn't have anything to do with fitness. It didn't have anything to do with calisthenics, adventuring. Um, it was a very basic wellness, I guess you could say. Mm. And I was like, people aren't going to like this. And it just blew up. And apparently people connected to it. And uh, I think that when you put some, something connects with you mm. and it's um, really projecting your authentic self when you put it out there, it's going to hit the right people. And if it doesn't hit the right people, eh, whatever, it's just another day. Try again tomorrow. And uh, if it does hit the right people, then that's how you find them. So then the other part of it is this isn't adding to my enjoyment of whatever's occurring. If it's re if I'm reading a book, mm -hmm. you know, kind of like how I mentioned, like, oh, the good passage mm -hmm. and then to post that. But I'm like to, to spend the, the 30 seconds that it takes to just do a quick post and caption. Yeah. I'm like, does it, it's not really adding to my enjoyment of this. So I just, I just walk away. I'm like, eh. Whatever. Well, that's, that's I'm, a fair okay point too. Um, I genuinely love editing. Like I, I oh, love okay. shooting and I love editing. And that's something I've done before Instagram was a thing, before right. TikTok was a thing, before YouTube was a thing, really. I would I would make like Windows Movie Maker edits my friends and I in high school just for the fun of it. So, oh, so and, and kind of I was always the girl like on my cheer team being like, let's take tumbling videos. And my friends are like, why? And I'm like, well, okay. we can make some so, really cool edits with it. Yeah. So now that I get to contribute to my career by, you know, shooting myself doing the sports that I love or just sharing my lifestyle and can kind of inspire people to improve their lifestyles by doing that. And I get to edit it. Like I, that's what I'm saying. I get to do this. Like that's really cool mm -hmm. as opposed to like this being a chore and just being something you have to do. Um, it's one of the parts of the process that I really love. And I think that's also why I do it. So yeah, one, you got to enjoy it yourself. Yeah. <laughs> and then the other part is to not second guess it once you want to put yourself out there for sure. Right. Yeah, that's fair. That's reasonable. If anyone ever asks me if I'm an influencer, I'll say no, I'm, yeah. I'm an athlete and I'm a content creator. Um, it, to me, adds some kind of sustenance to what I'm doing. But, yeah, yeah. Um, no, if, if you have a voice in your head that's like, if it's, if it's asking you if you're this character that you don't think you are, but you kind of want to be that character, then just say, yeah, yeah, I am. Yeah, I fucking am an influencer now. Yeah. What are you going to say about it? Call back to the first uh, podcast that we did. Yeah. Uh, I can't remember the exact phrasing of it, but I, you know, was thinking about it and more or less I, I gave, I threw it to you by asking, um, when you're in a group environment training, mm -hmm. do you have, uh, like that voice or something about wanting to be the hardest worker in the room? Like, do you, do you have <laughs> that competitive, like you get that? I, I always find it's really weird. I, the, the more that I've been working with my psychologist, yeah. the more that I've noticed certain things that I say, I'll, I'll notice these body sensations and I always find it, it's weird. I have like this shoulder tick that I do where I'm like, I want to be the hardest <laughs> working person in the room. And I, I kind of have that like, it's always a left shoulder too. It's very interesting. I don't know what it means, but I just, it's cool that I'm kind of able to identify it. So I was wondering, um, and, and more or less your answer to that was, well, no, because 
I'm not really thinking about anybody else. I'm just thinking about myself and, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, I'm there to train for me, blah, blah, blah. It was a very yeah. good answer. I guess in that sense, in that sense <laughs> I take it you're meaning like a, like in an environment where there's other people around, not necessarily, it's a group showing up to And train not a competition. Together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not competition. Yeah, yeah. That, that's a completely different situation. Mm-hmm. But yeah, ju- just in your training, because I've had a further thought on that. Okay. From when we last met. Yeah, played. yeah. Um, which was, and I also just burned through the last dance. What I realized, or not really what I realized, but I, I'm able to articulate it, mm-hmm. which is in, in alignment with what you mentioned the last time. I'm only in competition with myself, mm-hmm. uh, mostly because I just like, what, are you going to waste your time on other people? Like, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> right? You're, you're the person you're yeah, with from like, birth well, to death. Yeah. Yeah. Doesn't matter. That's where you want to invest. Yeah. Yeah. And so I thought, okay, fair. But how do I explain um, the fact that whenever I am in a competitive environment, um, even that, that's slip up, mm-hmm. not in a competitive, you're in a training environment. Yes. I always think that it's, it, there's a part of me that's competing. Now, how much intensity I bring to that is yeah. going to change because like when it's actual game day, yeah. I'm bringing every ounce that I can bring and like that's destroyer of worlds type effort, right? Like this mm-hmm. is intense mm-hmm. shit. The day-to-day stuff, you don't bring that level because you can't. Like you just can't uh, emotionally, psychologically, you can't sustain that type of intensity. I tried, yeah. it doesn't yeah. work. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> You know, exactly. you'll crumble. You, you yep. just, it, you can't have it. You have to dial it, not dial it back, but just it's, it's like a wave, right? You just sort of, Hmm, let's go a little bit higher, a little bit lower, but it's not more or less. Yeah. It's just, it's just waves. Yeah. You know, I don't know if that makes any sense. That makes to sense. Me, it no, makes that makes sense. sense. <laughs> it makes sense. So then I, then I realized I'm like, oh, all it is, it's just a button. <laughs> the ego button? I don't know if it's necessarily <laughs> the ego button. I think it's more the warrior button. Okay. That's kind of, because this whole ego thing, I'm kind of, I don't know. I, th- I think I'm kind of over it. I think I've been, I mean, okay, you can never really, you can't really ever like get rid of an ego or something. Like even that phrasing is so clunky because that's just not how we're wired yeah. as people. Yeah. But I'm not there to prove, I don't need to prove myself okay. to these other people in the gym who don't even know that I'm playing this mental game inside my head about, I'm going to show you what, yeah. what's up. Yeah. They're off doing their own thing. They yeah. have no clue what's going on in my head. Yeah. But I think it's this feeling of, it, it's just something to uh, keep me engaged in, in uh, and I realize that it's play. The way, the way I see it is if, if I'm showing up and there's a bunch of people training similarly to me, I typically try to connect with those people. And oh, wow, what a different approach. Yeah. <laughs> it happened oh yesterday in the gym. There was a guy doing handstands on a BOSU ball, and I didn't have a BOSU ball. And I kid you not, I had it planned out to do handstands on a BOSU ball. I'm like, I have to say hi to this guy, or it's going to be really awkward when it looks like I'm copying what yeah. he's doing. Yeah. Um, but no, because there's a couple of things that happen is when you connect with them is that, one, they can teach you and inspire you some- with mm. something, or two vice versa. You get to inspire them with something else or teach them something that they might not have known. And to me, that's kind of the best way to grow is to, you know, learn from others and teach others as well. So I don't see someone else training calisthenics. I'm like, he's doing muscle-ups. I have to go do muscle-ups. Yeah, but yeah, right. I do definitely, it makes me want to do them. But I, to me, I don't know. I think it's just because I love it. I'm like, yeah, he's yeah. doing muscle-ups and I want to join and I that's also right. want to do yeah. muscle-ups. Yeah. 
It's coming from um, uh, uh, inspiration and uh, imitation. Yeah. You know, that, yeah. that's, that's, and I think that's just, play. Yeah, like, just that's, enjoyment and yeah, passion for it. Good. And it's like the same thing happened. He was training muscle-ups as well. And I was like, I had already trained them. I was like, but I want to keep training them now because, you know, you see someone else doing it and you're just like, I love this. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. With that, I was kind of like, that's so interesting how I have that, that part of me that um, experiences that. So now I've just done a better job at less on the competition aspect like i'm not there to compete with anybody and then also just understanding oh all you're doing is just pushing a button to keep to keep me engaged mm -hmm. and that's just the way i am oh that's actually know? a really cool way of looking at it is like yeah you're just yeah. it's like a little highlight from the universe saying hey you like this thing you like this thing continue to pursue yeah, this thing just yeah. push it yeah just push the button yeah you know like even when when we train well when you train me my way of kind of because you're not in the game you're training me so yeah. you're, you're playing the role of coach and i i and you're getting much better at it which is you'll, you'll throw <laughs> Thank you so you'll throw much. shit at me now which is good because yeah, i'll yeah. throw i'll throw shit at you well yeah. like i'll make comments or i'll take digs or make fun of myself or something like yeah. you know I, I also like to have fun and that's kind of like a it's sort of like a microcosm of that part of me that it just it, that's what keeps me engaged and I can kind of poke you and jab you and in a in a caring way like yeah. I only do yeah. that with people that I like yes. you know and and you seem to yeah you're catching and, on to that yeah you're throwing so it if, back if I throw fun. it back at you yeah. like we're at the point where it's good you, yeah. you know it's a good thing and yeah. it's it's not like I'm tearing you down yeah, that's because right. Because I, my persona as a coach is like the most positive coach you can possibly be. <laughs> if anyone's I'm ever trying been to change that. I'm like, be more negative. <laughs> Where I think the underlying part of self-development is, look, you get what you get. You have strengths, you have weaknesses. The whole purpose in life is to get a really good handle on your strengths in order to lift up your weaknesses. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's not about eliminating your weaknesses. No. Sometimes you can for little things. Yeah. Like you can. Yeah. Like you can just, there's things that I used to do that I didn't like that mm -hmm. I just don't do anymore. Yeah. Because you, yeah. you evolve and it's it's okay. But there's some parts of me that they're not going away. You just have to learn how, when, why, where to use them. And, yeah. And, and the role that they play with yourself and, and with the people around you. And so that type of, I want to take your heart, you know, like I want to break your spirit, you know, cause I don't want to just beat you. I want to, I want you to leave the competitive, whatever, if it's a ice rink or uh, octagon, like funny. whatever my, we're doing. <laughs> one of my biggest, I think weaknesses, but also probably one of my strengths is that I'm a very emotional person. So I could, I can't imagine saying the things that you're saying. And then I'm almost getting emotional just hearing it. Ah, like, like what? What do you I'm feel? Just like, I feel bad feel? for the guy. You break his spirit. Then you send him to me. I will raise his spirit back okay. up. But yeah, I mean, in a, in a competitive spirit, um, now again, it's not about being dishonorable. Like you, you play, you fight with honor, you treat your opponents with respect. Mm -hmm. Um, that's very important. That being said, you know, mentally, uh, physically and emotionally, I want to break you three for three, 
You know, that's the level that, that I want to go to. That is aggressive. It is aggressive, yeah. right? I'm just wired that way. You know, I'm just wired that way. And it's been great because I've been finding people um, who who do understand that. Yeah, and, well, and I think that's the thing, to, too. You found a, you know an area of your life that you can express that in. Right. For sure. So. And the good thing is they've been helpful, which is to the point of that's great that you feel that way and that's how you want to compete. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to tell you how you can nuance that. Yeah. And this is when it's yeah. appropriate and this is when it's not appropriate. And this is how you fight with honor and that's how you, and this is how you fight with dishonor. Yeah. And I think having that framework has actually been, I, I don't feel like I have this internal struggle about like, Am I a bad person for wanting to fight that hard? Because yeah. like that's about yeah. as intense as it gets, right? Like as far as yeah. competing and fighting goes, that's very intense. Like I, I understand that. That's why it's funny yeah. because it's it's so. That's as far as you can go with I'm gonna, it. I'm going to throw you a curveball on this. Oh, uh, yeah, go for it. So, <laughs> and just disclaimer: this is not anyone's. This is not me saying go and try to break someone's spirit. But I think when it comes down to it. Whether or not this guy's spirit gets broken, ultimately, does not matter what you say or do. It's up to him. That's right. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. right. And it's, but that doesn't mean go. <laughs> yeah, and it, and go it break really, people down. It's just a mind game. But yeah, like that's yeah. a thing. Like, because um, you can go in with every intention of yes, I'm going to annihilate this person. But if that person has a wall up and says that you know this person can do whatever they want to do, say whatever they want to mm -hmm. say, act however they want to act, and I'm not, I'm just not gonna let it get to me. Then that's that's takes a lot of strength. But that's ultimately up to that person. That's right. Yeah, I think there's a lot of people who feel that type of. They may use different words to describe it, but I mean like David Goggins called you know taking souls. It's just kind of the way you are, and I yeah. think that that's okay. Where it becomes not okay is how you manifest that in a behavioral sense yeah you, you can't be walking around everyday life treating people like that that's psychotic like you just you can't do that and that's not appropriate yeah that's not what that power is for you know and that's why a lot of it too it's really just an internal thing it's just something that you do to keep yourself motivated um to stay in the fight and to stay that's really interesting you have to know what makes you tick yeah and then how do you use that power to um get you to where See, yeah. you want to be. I feel like I'm very much the opposite when it comes down to being like my most competitive self that way. Mm. Um, it, yeah, anyone on the outside, like it's it's never a competition in my mind. Right. And not in the sense that I'm trying to say I'm better than everybody. No, I'm saying that if I put my head down and I work hard and I focus on myself and I, I'm my best person and I give it my 150%, if it's meant for me, then it's it's mine. It always was meant for me and that's why I had that drive in the first place. And if it wasn't meant for me, then it wasn't. But mm -hmm. that's why it's never competition. Like ultimately, that internal drive is putting me there for a reason and... I don't know what that reason is. I, you, you don't know why you want the things that you want or mm -hmm. why you're drawn towards the thing you, you want or why you wake up at five or six in the morning and go to the gym before your day starts for a couple hours every day. But if you tune into the things that are calling you and you give it your everything, then that's, you know, the rest is just noise. It doesn't matter. So. And you've been very successful too. <laughs> like that's a thing. Like well, thanks. Yeah, you've achieved yeah. some very yeah. remarkable peak performances oh, thank you yeah with a very different attitude than myself yeah yeah, yeah. like it works
I think that's it important. Works. It's important to share that. Yeah, but it's just but, <laughs> yeah, but yeah. The, the difference is is like I lean into it. Yes. For the things that make me tick, mm-hmm. and you lean into what makes you tick. Mm-hmm. There you go. Yeah, exactly. Roger that. I think I think you know? that's your like, message. There is like right? whatever whatever makes you tick, lean into it. Yeah. Yeah. And just be you know, and I think the other thing as well, like be compassionate about that, because mm-hmm. especially like I found at least with that where I'm like, geez, like is something wrong with me that like I am that. And I remember being a little kid, like a child Mm -hmm. and feeling not in those words, but like I'm, I want to absolutely dominate. So I know that it's just, it's just in me. It's just a part of me. You just have to learn how to listen to it and how to, um, how to care for it, how to develop it. Yeah. I have a question for you. If, mm. if you think of yourself as like a kid and you're visualizing yourself on this like big stage and you're up there, a champion gold medal of mm. whatever it is that it's, you're driven towards, do you picture yourself above? Or like, I don't like know do you I... see like the second, the third, the fifth, the whatever place? Uh, I kind of, Yes and no. How I visualize it, because it came to me instantly. Yeah. I picture all my competitors head down, shaking their head, trying to figure out how the hell did this guy pull that off like that? <laughs> cause I want, th- cause I want them to know, or like that feeling, like what I ideally want to feel. So it's literally about the domination aspect. Yes. That's I want them so to be like, there's nothing, there is nothing that I can do to yeah. beat this guy. And I want them to feel that. Hmm. I want them to feel that. No, yeah, no, we're very different that way. Yeah. Yeah, because when, when I have that moment and I picture myself achieving my biggest goal, my, getting my biggest win, I don't see anybody else. Right. Like, uh, you know, right. it's just like I'm up there and I did the thing that I said I was going to do and I was proud of that. And mm-hmm. so it's, yeah, very, I very have that different. too. Yeah. But just a little extra <laughs> sauce on the side. Yeah. <laughs> That's a nice way of putting it. You know? So, <laughs> yeah. I mean, and, and, you know, I say that because I've been broken like that before mm-hmm. like i say that about how i want my competitors to feel i've felt that way before. do you think that's why i don't think that's why yeah i think that's just you just want to i want to be on i want to inflict the pain i don't want to be the one receiving the pain you know i think that's part of it you know you you do feel that mm-hmm. you have felt it I just, I don't know. I think, I really do think there's, it's just some type of spiritual universe element to it. It's just, it's in your DNA. I was going to get, yeah, kind of on that track as well, is the energy stuff I've been getting into recently, the energy or or whatever you give off, it's kind of the idea of karma in a very basic sense Mm. is is ultimately going to come back to you. I think, I think we feel that from both ends is if you give off this energy of like, yeah, I'm, I'm making this person feel great as a first place by being their second or third place. And you eventually are going to have that come back to you. If you commit to it, you're going to have that energy of, yes, you get your moment of being first place as well, but you got to commit to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Think about leadership and, you know, you lead from the front leaders, make the sacrifices so that they're whoever their teammates or squad, whoever is supporting you, you know, you, you get the leader gets hit the hardest so that your teammates don't have to get hit as hard. I mean, that's just part of the sacrifice that you make for being a leader. Mm -hmm. Um, as it should be, you know, you, you have to care more about, uh, you have to care more about your people than yourself. Yeah. And you know, that's just, that's the leader. That's just the way it is. That is the role that you take on.
on on our um, setup call. Yes. For our, our pre-podcast call, we we're talking about, you know, let's get into some like energy stuff and some yeah. hip, hippie shit, you know, which I, I think is... We love is the hippie shit. We are, like we are spiritual beings having a human experience. I love bringing that into everything, mm. into how I go about day-to-day life, training, relationships. It's, it's just like the beauty and the idea that our spirit or our soul exists outside of being a human. And while we're here, we get to experience the craziest things. Like we get to experience how food tastes, how love feels, how pain feels. It's, and uh, if you can kind of take that mindset, I think, to anything, it allows you to take a step back and mm. really be grateful and appreciate each moment for what it is, as opposed to getting caught up in like, why does life always happen to me? And this and this and that. It's like, mm. no, this is the experience that we, our souls signed up for essentially. And uh, we get to have the opportunity to navigate it and learn and grow with every up and down in life. So I'd like to, I'd like to apply that to training and coaching as well. Mm. Um, how does that, how does that manifest behaviorally when you say you bring that into coaching and training how, how does that in what way what does that look like how does that manifest itself well training for example I think we were chatting about this as well um the idea that you get to separate your mind from your body ah, and that gotcha. you get to you get to really feel you know the the, the pain the pain I, I say like such a bad thing but but you want right. to you want to feel the burn you want to feel the intensity you want to push yourself through these workouts that you really don't want to be in because you'd rather just sleep because it's Monday and you don't want to get going on your week. You know, we all have those days, no matter how excited about life we are, where we just, you know, you don't want to show up, you don't want to do the thing. And, Mm. and if you can separate that and be like, you know what, the feeling of not wanting to is part of being human, but I, I, I get to do it anyway. I, I'm, I'm, you know, privileged to be here, to be human and to push through this awful feeling and do it anyway or the idea of of um i take this into like cold plunging and and Mm, stuff as well um just being able to separate your mind from your body while you're in that um uncomfortable experience um for example like if if you're for me i've been trying to train for a straddle planche for about a year now and it's (laughs) it's a process and it's so frustrating because it's the, the progress that you see is so little compared to the amount of work that you put in. Um, so if you're, if you're attuned to getting skills quite quickly, it's a very humbling one. But every session you got to show up and you got to put in a couple hours of work on the skill, on the accessory work. And, and in those moments when you're trying to hold it, um, it, it's, for those that don't know, it's a static skill. It's basically the, at its full um, progression is a plank without feet, like your feet are floating oh, is the right. idea, yeah. you know, That's straight, you straight arm about. plank, yeah. you're <laughs> leaning forward and your feet are floating. Um, I'm working, I, I've got a tuck one so I can do it with bent knees and I'm working towards the straddle version, which is like straight legs off to the side a little bit. And when you're trying to hold that, it's a very difficult thing to hold, but you're also thinking about a lot of things of, uh, how your body's working together, like what your shoulders are doing, what your abs are doing. Um, what your grip is doing. And if you can take a step aside and start to observe, okay, well, I'm, my, my forearms are feeling tight or my shoulders are starting to drop or my, I'm not breathing and I need to be breathing right now, as opposed to just being like, this sucks, I don't want to do it anymore. Mm. It's like that giving into the, 
uh, emotion part or being able to separate yourself from, you know, what you're, you're feeling like emotionally and uh, just observing your body being like, oh, this is, you know, really cool. I'm giving my body this challenge and this is how it's responding to it and this is how it's going to adapt to it. And yeah, it's kind of the idea of if we have a body, why not see what we're capable of when we have the opportunity? Mm -hmm. Yeah. There is, yes, being materialistic, but then there's also financial health in the sense mm. that financial health is is your health, you know? If you're consistently worried about where you're going to buy groceries from or living paycheck to paycheck or if you're going to get kicked out of your house and you have three kids, you know, yeah. that that contributes to your stress levels, which contributes to your the length of your life, mm -hmm. to how much of that you're going to spend in a hospital in your later years. And those things, I think, you know, having – that's why people got caught up in money, I think, is because a lot of people do worry about those, you know, day-to-day -day things that they shouldn't have to worry about. Um, whereas I think if you do have that, you know, basic, you know, en en enough income to not have to worry about those things or maybe spend a little extra money on the people that you love, then, then yeah, that's a great happy life for mm -hmm. sure. Um, but in terms of does money buy happiness? No, but does money make life a little bit, do you want to surprise your, you know, family of five with a vacation, a week's vacation over the holidays or whatever? And yeah, like obviously that that's an experience that yes, money is going to buy for you. And, and at the end of the day, it's not the pile of money that's making you happy. It's the experience that you get to share with your family and the looks on their faces when you surprise them with it. Um, but yeah, the having, I think, excessive amounts of money and having to show off every, you know, new purchase that you make or, you know, your Gucci t-shirt that costs so much more than your Walmart t-shirt or whatever. There's, there's that, that medium ground, I think, where, you know, you want to have enough money that you can afford a life that does make you happy and that you're not stressed about living. Mm -hmm. But, mm -hmm. you know, do we need billionaires? No, we don't. It's excessive, you know? Have you had experiences coaching someone? They're not really working hard or they're not developing. You know, they've, they've kind of plateaued. And yeah. They're still kind of low level and just not really willing to do what it takes to level up and work harder and, and improve their skill level. Has that happened? And what do you do if and when that's happened? No. <laughs> actually Jeez, you, um, you, you, you pre-select your so clientele that. that's the thing too so as a coach that's part of why I do put a higher price on my package is I want to <laughs> work with people who say yes I'm going to put my money on myself I'm going right. to invest in myself um, I've made I've the mistake that I have made is making exceptions for people who say they want to do it, but they can't afford to. So it would either be through, you know, dropping the price down a little bit for them or give them, giving them like a pay-per-go payment plan kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Every single time I've been bitten in the ass, I do not recommend really? doing that. Yes. How many times have you done that? Um, I think I've done it for three people and I said never again. And it was like three out of three. So. Um, interesting. Yeah. Inter it was definitely interesting. It um the only other thing that I've had, I can think of, I've had one client who did pay up front, 
Um, however, it was almost impossible to schedule and uh. would not see any progress because we couldn't get any sessions in. And that was a client that by the time we did get all of our sessions in, I basically fired my client. And I was like, I will not be coaching you anymore because I want someone who's going to take this seriously. If you decide to do that in the future, you know, hit me up in six months, hit me up in a year, prove to me that you have committed to this and yeah, we'll work together. But, um, yeah, I, I specifically work with people who are driven and, you know, I'm there as a coach. So if they, if they're, you know, lacking motivation, that's where, Hey, send me a message. I will help you get your butt to the gym or, um, yes, next time I see you, I want to see that you have been practicing the things that we worked on during our session. And that's, that's where the results come from. But I, I I have a, yeah, a process that it works and it gets results. So yeah. The last session that we had, Mm -hmm. I sucked. It really pissed me off. I wouldn't say you sucked. I would say that, what was it? You had overtrained or something previously and like you were tired. You, you did a bunch of, you did extra. Overtrained. Yeah. Yeah. And I I actually had that comment with a client earlier and she's like, I don't know why I wasn't as strong this day as I usually am. And she listed off a handful of other big physical activities that she had done that week. And at the end of the day, we only have so much energy to expend and we can build up the amount Mm -hmm. for sure. Mm -hmm. But if you make some sort of big drastic change within your week, then yeah, you're not going to suddenly have that amount of energy. You're going to burn out. But like I said, the great thing is that you can build it up to your, your baseline level of that to be able to expend more energy. But yeah, your body you really has to adapt to it. You really didn't think it was it. that bad? No, I didn't think it was that bad. Really? Yeah, I see ups and downs all the time. So that's the thing with <laughs> that's the thing with progress is a lot of people, especially if you're starting mm. out on a new goal, if you <laughs> do not continue, continually progress and like – you know, you've had three sessions where you're better, better, better. In the fourth session, you're like, where you started, you're like, oh my God, I suck. I lost everything. But that's just part of it. You'll come back the next session stronger, 100%. Yeah, it's not linear. It's not yeah, linear. Yeah, improvement's not. Yeah. It's, no. it's kind of. Yeah, know, it's just part of it. Peak, peak and valley, peak and valley. When I, when I do tell someone that I'm proud of them, it's, it's always for a different reason. And it's mm. always exactly, you know, if it's. If it's someone who's struggling to hit all of their workouts within a week and then, Mm -hmm. you know, they've shown up for a month and they've hit every single workout for every week that month, that's like, yo, I'm really proud of you for doing that. You were struggling with that and now you're here. If it's someone who's always like down on themselves because they can't get this skill and, and they start to get a progression for it, then I'll be like, yo, I'm really proud of you. Like that skill wasn't happening. We broke it down into steps and you've, you know, mastered that first step. Like I'm proud of you for doing that. And, you know, sometimes it, sometimes it does come when you get the, get the, the gold medal or the big skill, but quite often it's, it's the parts of the journey that lead up to that. It's the steps. And I think acknowledging those steps is what keeps people's head in the game and keeps their hearts in the game. And then ultimately leads to those bigger feats as well. Mm -hmm. And then when you say it on those bigger feats, then it's just like, wow, look at all those steps that led up to it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. There is something cool about uh, when you're at the top of the mountain and you mm-hmm. get to look down over the side. And you get and to see like, all the other big mountains. Damn, look at that. You know, <laughs> but that yeah, was, yeah, that exactly. Journey, right? Yeah, yeah for that, sure. that is a cool feeling. Yeah, but then sure. you think about, okay, well, <clears throat> what uh, every little obstacle that occurred mm-hmm. on the way up. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, I'm proud of myself for getting over that first hump when I was, you know, on day two. And I was like, I'm never going to achieve this. And you kind of led into it. Do you say, yeah. to, how often do you say that to yourself? I'm proud of myself. Yeah. Ooh. Twice a day, every day. 
Well, here's the thing. I, I journal every single morning. I've got a Do five, four, really? three, two, one. I have five. Every single morning? Five things I'm grateful for. Four things I'm calling in. Three things that I can do to make today great have to be within my control, nobody else's. Two things I either something I love about myself or I'm proud of. And it's usually two things that I'm I'm proud of. And it typically comes to down to how I've handled a situation or how I've stuck to a routine or an obstacle I've overcome or something like that. Um, and then the last thing is a big goal for the day. It takes five minutes. Is that all it takes uh, you? Though? I would say f- okay, probably 10. ten minutes. Ten minutes, yeah. If I'm in a hurry and I'm just like, huh, ah, that it doesn't usually have as much weight to it, but mm-hmm. it does make you sit down and, and reflect on, you know, something that you did within the last day or week that you've, you know. That said, when I'm saying I'm proud of you to somebody else, I'm seeing you, I'm seeing you an hour every week. I'm spending every second of every day with myself. Yeah. I got, I got more material to work with there. Yeah. That, <laughs> <laughs> that's a good point. Yeah. <laughs> I go back and forth with the journaling thing. I, I just take a different approach to the journaling. So it, it just, it doesn't take 10 minutes. It just, yeah. it always ends up being like 30, 45 minutes. That's like, my evening journaling routine. <laughs> no, I don't do that. Thing. I don't geez. do that every, I don't do that every evening, but when I journal in the evening, it's long. That's the long yeah, one? Yeah, that's, that's like the, how the o- Okay, realistically, up. how often do you think you do the long one? Um... The long one is me. It totally depends. Sometimes yeah. it's like a you know three times a week. Sometimes it's once every two weeks. So okay, yeah. So that's kind of yeah. more where I'm at. Then. Yeah. Okay. I, yeah. F- I feel better. I feel better. Yeah. And so mm-hmm. I find kind of like how you describe that five four three two one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I, I've heard that before, but yeah, I'm like oh, yeah. I'll do it again. I tend to just do that um, verbally. Like I I pull that off verbally uh, in my head. So there's, I've, but it's I've not the heard same. this concept before. Um, and there's neuroscience to, to support your method is far superior than mine. It's, um, there's so, for that, but. you know, Mel Robbins, she's yeah. also a podcast host. Yeah. She talked about the idea of like innie versus outie and not about belly buttons, <laughs> but, but it's about how you get your thoughts out. And it's like the person that writes down their thoughts that gets them out as opposed to having them float around in their head, there's going to be a lot more, um, I guess, like weight to it or there's going, Mm. it's going to be a bit more productive that way when you get it out on paper because it's just like less mumble jumble all around in your brain. Yeah, for sure. And there's a detachment. It is a detachment. And then there's that actual moment, yeah, that you take to focus on that and be present with that thought when you're writing it down as opposed to you get for me at least I'll get halfway through a thought in my head and something else will take over so if you're writing a sentence you don't usually stop mid-sentence and start writing another one so yeah me at least (laughs) I just heard of this not that long ago Abraham Lincoln used to have this practice called hot letters great name and and basically what he would do is if someone was irritating him he would just unload in a letter. Just mm, unload on okay. Raw, honest, like, you motherfucker. Because you you just get If to, you're getting out what I think you're getting out, I've definitely done that before. They're definitely, just to get it out, like how yeah, you said, like where it's jumbled up in your head. You just yeah, unload it Yeah, on absolutely. It feels so good, especially knowing the person's never going to read it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it just gets it out. Yeah, it's it's um, there is something to, to tie it back. There is something to be said about your very impressive journaling practices <laughs> blows my mind. How did you get to that point? Um, I started journaling sporadically when I was like, 
ooh, I don't know, probably my early 20s and okay. in therapy. And I had this great journaling exercise that I'll recommend to anyone at any stage in their life is to if you write three pages and the first page is how well it can be shorter as long as you want (laughs) the first page you write down everything that you dislike or even hate about where you're currently at or what is upsetting you Mm. and then you write down the next page is dedicated to everything that you would rather be feeling or doing or whatever and then the third page is how you start to bridge bridge the gap oh okay that's very logical Yeah, yeah yeah and i just really love that exercise and i was like i've never thought of that before i didn't realize that I could go from where I'm at and be somewhere else. That's awesome. And yeah, journaling became a kind of a reflection thing for a couple years now. I've done at the beginning and end of every month, or I guess it would be on the same day. So I, I would reflect on the past month and write out intentions for the next month. And I started that randomly as a New Year's resolution and it's stuck for a couple years now to, I think, going on three years. Um, and the more... Yeah, the more I, I've found different journaling prompts that I like, the more I get into it and the more growth I see from it. And yeah, it's just something that I can't imagine not doing now. Mm-hmm. So yeah. That's not bad. Yeah. I'm very impressed with that. I was not expecting that. <laughs> well, <thanks. laughs> yeah, I guess it's not one of those things that I, I see as like, this is something you have to do to be a better person. No, no, no. It's something but that I... sure helps. Yeah, I've genuinely... It's like therapy to me, honestly. Yeah, of course it's, it is. Yeah, yeah. That's decent. It's, yeah, something that I need or I feel like there's something missing. Yeah, it just goes to show, right? When yeah. you find utility in something. Yeah. Do you ever catch yourself in those moments where you're... I mean, yeah. Am I, was I making excuses? I guess that's an excuse, or is that maybe I not don't an know. excuse? I, I'm not, I don't know what that yeah. is really. I think a lot of that too had to do with that. Um, see, when I work out down here, mm-hmm. I can just be alone. You're and, in your environment. And I'm You're in, in your space. I'm in, and I'm in it. Absolutely. Okay. When you phrase it like that, absolutely. If I feel like I am not in my space to work out, I do have to do like a, a bit of a mindset adjustment and mm. be like tell myself no it's not pointless to show up and do something because something is better than nothing but yes. if i don't if i don't have my typical setup if i don't you know if i'm trying to train certain dynamic skills and i'm like i'm not confident in it without mats there's no point in me doing other mm. things but there's always something else i could be doing yes or yes. you know if you're working out outside and you're like this would be a lot better if i could have some access to some dumbbells or a gym and you just don't have time to actually go to the gym that day you know what, working out in the backyard, you can get that workout in. And and to me, um, that's COVID was a big struggle for me. Am I allowed to say the C word? Yeah, um, I know. Yeah, COVID, so yeah. that was a big struggle for me <laughs> <Bleep>. because <laughs> I cannot work out at home. Yeah, and well, I did. the nature but the of, thing is like, of what you do. You it's, just it's that environmental no. trigger. Mm. Um, that, yeah. Oh, that's what you mean. Yeah. Oh, sorry, sorry. I thought you meant because I, I can't flip in an eight-foot ceiling. I did flips in my basement. Jeez, COVID. did you really? I did. I don't even yeah. know how you did um, that. How'd you do that? It was not fun. It was, they were bad flips. Yeah, I'm but, like, that sounds but dangerous. But no, <laughs> I, I, did, I did a lot more handstand work. But no, it was the environmental trigger. And it was okay, like the, gotcha. the mindset of like, well, what's the point? I don't have the equipment. I don't have the space. I don't, you know, it's just, right. but am I going to let 
that dictate whether or not I'm doing better or not. And, mm-hmm. you know, I wound up being able to get a pair of rings and sent them, set them up in the backyard. And I was out there as soon as the weather got warm yeah. enough. And, and you know, talking to friends that were doing the same thing at home, definitely, mo- like, there, there are so many people on Instagram constantly just, like, tagging each other in challenges, being like, do this at-home workout challenge or this one. And we kind of created a community that way and, and mm-hmm. motivated each other to keep going. But it was god-awful trying to, like, motivate yourself when you're, like, laying on the couch in this room watching TV. And then you're like, now I have to also in this room go, like, work out. It's just, like, the environmental trigger is is a big one for me. And I still struggle for if I have to work out at home. But, yeah, it also comes down to are you – do you care? Do you want the goal? then go get it. It's, it's there for you, but you have to put in the effort even if it's not an ideal situation. The other thing that Amanda asked me in our, the relationship coach, in our discussion, interview, I suppose, was um, I'll ask you the question. I'm actually okay. kind of curious what your answer is. She asked you this? She asked me And this. now you're asking me this. I'm going to ask you it. I'll tell you what I said. I'm, uh, I'm going to see her probably later this week. I'll ask her good. too. Okay. Yeah, okay. She asked me, uh, I, may, I may clunk up the, the wording here, okay. but essentially what it was is how aware are you of the way that other people think of you? That wasn't a very smooth way of saying it. Yeah, I'm going to throw again? out a quote that okay. uh, that's on this that's probably going to steer us off track, but you are not who you think you are. You are who you think other people think you are. You're viewing yourself through how you think other people see you, which kind of sounds like what she was getting at, like, is like, how aware are you of that? My answer to that question would be more personal, like, how how aware am I of how other people see me? The other one, too, was how accurate do you think it is? Uh, okay. In terms of accuracy, we're all, we're never going to be accurate because we can't experience ourselves and we can try to put out a certain persona. Yeah, but even just like a mirror, or like a video of yourself, you're never going to experience yourself and yeah. how you naturally are in, in a conversation and you're, you know, we don't have like some sort of 3D imaging world that you could just get to have a conversation with yourself in. That'd be so weird. But in terms <laughs> of how... How much you can really like be hyper aware of it, I think, and still be way off. Yeah, that's you the know? thing, right? I try to be aware because I really care about the impact that I leave on people. I don't I ever, I don't ever right? want to walk away from a situation <laughs> leaving a bad taste in someone's mouth. Right, I also fair. try to not fixate on it because like you can't please everybody, and not everyone's gonna like you. And if they do, you're probably not being your authentic self because that's the beautiful thing about people is that we're all different. And what someone appreciates and loves, someone's gonna be, think is very, you know, annoying or distasteful or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a hard question. Yeah, it's a hard question because it's do you, you can't to- know as as far as I know. But, yeah, unless they tell you. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But even then, you're you're just getting a report. You you, you can't. Yeah. Just as you said, you can't experience yourself. So a really good friend yeah. of mine actually, he did this on New Year's, and he sent out a question air to a bunch of his friends, basically asking things like that. It's like, yeah, and I I did kind of a similar thing, and I um, got him to answer some questions about me a while after that as well, 
And there, it is just like, what are things I can improve on, and what are you know, that's helpful. What are, situ- what are situations? So it's like you get the feedback from the people around you, and did because, people answer? Oh yeah, like very thoroughly. Yeah, you're asking for feedback from people that you care about. You're not asking from a random stranger that you met on the street who's encountered you for five minutes and formed some sort of opinion, but it's the people that know you on a deeper level. That I think would enhance your, you know, how other people see you. Uh, or how you see how other people see you. I got you. Um, and I think there's there's a good, it's good to be a certain level of aware, but sometimes, you know, it's just like the um, ignorance is bliss kind of thing. For like sure. If you, if you focus too much on it, you're going to be in people pleaser mode and, and mm-hmm. just probably get down on yourself as well. But, but yeah, I think it's, I think it's important to be a bit, at least a little bit aware. And I definitely try to check in with my friends and stuff and be like, yeah, how am I handling life? Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. And that if you overthink in that way, it kind of chips away at that confidence. Cause mm-hmm. then you're just so worried about people pleasing essentially. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you can confidently show up and, and be yourself, but then still somewhat, I think be a little bit of aware of how other people perceive you. It's a good balance. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is going to get a little bit off topic as to what brought up the journaling exercise. So what brought it up is that I think we are the number one thing that gets in our own way. And often people around us will see our success before we see it. Like we'll, we'll, we'll look at a goal and be like, oh my gosh, I'm never going to achieve that. And because, you know, we're in our heads and we're like, we see all of our negative habits that other people don't necessarily Mm. see, but everyone from the outside especially if you're looking at Instagram, they see your highlights, they see your positive, they see, (laughs) yes, she does show up to the gym early in the morning and she's training six days a week. She's obviously going to get to that goal, but you're in your head being like, oh my God, this is so hard. I can't do it. Other people around you see your success first. So the journaling exercise I came across um, is to write yourself out as other people would see you. And you'd write, you know, for myself, I would write, um, she is hardworking. She trains a lot. She, um, not very and just funny. say, <laughs> she's hilarious. She's not she's, funny at all. She's confident. <laughs> she is, um, she's feminine. She is, um, strong. She, and just, you know, list all of these things. She's healthy. She, whatever, um, comes to mind. And it's funny. Cause like you can go on for pages. Um, she is a coach. She is an athlete. She does podcasts. She runs calisthenics Vancouver. You can just like list the most random things about yourself, but all things that are observable. And then at the end you affirm like, she is me. I am her. I love her. I, I can do this. That you realize that you have Jeez. it within you to be the person that you want to be. What were we tying this back to? How other people perceive you. So or how accurate. Or how accurate that is. Yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, sometimes if you look at how other people, how you think someone else might perceive you, um, can definitely enhance how you see yourself, but it could also, you know, steer you down a path. It can go the other way as well. Like so just bolt. try not to fixate on. It's yeah. good to look at, but not to fixate on, I think. Well, Even. here's here's the thing too is I did yeah. ask um, someone to point out something that they think. I think the question was, "What How is something I that yeah. I can improve <laughs> on that I don't see?" And they gave me an answer, 
And I was very hyper aware of what the answer was. And I was like, see that? I okay. 100% see that about myself. And I'm very like aware of it. So and interesting. they were surprised to know that. Yeah, I don't know. Like we have our own, I guess, weaknesses that we're very aware of. And then maybe other people don't see them, that we are aware of them. But it's, it's really weird to try to see yourself from another perspective. Yeah. I mean, I don't think we really talk all that much about, like, meditation or... Oh, yeah? Uh, you want to touch yeah. on that? Yeah. Yeah, I guess we were talking about more so, like, the holistic aspect of, mm. you know, health and fitness. And it's not just, like, eating right and going to the gym. But I guess we did touch a bit on that. But it, it is that ability to take time and reflect inwardly. And we talked about journaling. But, like, I definitely think meditation is a, a big part of that. Mm-hmm. And, um, For you, what, is journaling meditative? Or is it very much so? Do you define them as differently? I do define them as they're separate but connected. Yes, yeah. So my meditation practice is different than my journaling practice. Okay. Um, I probably journal more frequently than I meditate, which I feel I I want to do more of meditation. I try to find a place that I can meditate where I'm not going to be distracted, and Mm -hmm. sometimes that's in my house. Sometimes that's in the my, my house is a pretty cool setup because our garage is like on a different level mm. than our the house is. So you can get to the roof of the garage via the backyard. Oh, right. So yeah, I will yeah. just like go, if it's nice weather, I'll just go sit out there and meditate and I just find nothing's distracting me there. You do um, breath work? Do you just kind of clear mind? Do you, th- do you I go do a little bit of breath thought, work. empty thought? What do you do? Um, I, I try to do a bit of a variety. Mm. It d- depends on the day. Um, I love visualization and fixating on goals or future um, experiences or things I intend to manifest or attract into my life during a meditation. Um, so sometimes I will, I'll envision my life, a specific instance in my life, uh, maybe a year down the line or five years down the line. And um, one of the practices that I like to do is to focus on your five senses and yeah. I get so into this one. Um, my favorite, <laughs> my favorite experience with this was I was I found this like little hidden spot in Lynn Valley, and I was um, near Lynn Canyon. I was meditating there, and it was kind of hard to get into it because you know you're out in nature and you never know if you know people show up or yeah. show up, whatever. Um, unlikely, but I felt pretty safe where I was, and it was fairly chilly outside. But the meditation practice you focus on your five senses and you focus on what you see and smell. It's like a five, four, three, two, one as well. So it's like yeah. five things you can see, four things you can uh, I know what you're hear, talking about. Hear, three things touch. you can touch, two yeah. things you smell, one thing you taste. And you actually spend time really getting into this experience and it's, it's surrounding you so much. And I can't remember what it was I was visualizing, but I know it was somewhere that was warmer than Lynn Canyon. And when I ended my meditation, I felt the change in temperature. Right. Like my body had fully adjusted to being in that environment that I was bringing to myself in that med- uh, to in that meditation. And then going back into like the real world, I was like, oh, it's actually cold outside. It was such a weird experience yeah, to be able to like transport yourself with the mind. Yeah, it's unbelievable. One of the other ones that I really like is just like escaping from the idea of being anyone and, and you're in the mm. world of nothingness. Like you are nothing, you're, you have no background, you have no body, you are just an awareness and 
in this. And you lean into that or out of that? Into that. Into that. Into okay. that. Um, Joe Dispenza talks about it as that's where there are limitless possibilities, and but you can't bring anything into it. So you kind of show up into this like blackness around you. There's nothingness and you are nothing. And it's, if you get really into that, which I have, this is kind of where it gets hippie woohoo, is that you get some pretty crazy visualizations and hmm. like, yeah, it's Such really as? interesting. Sorry. So <laughs> the one time I did it um, was one of the first times I had done this one and it stands out to me. Oh man, I don't know if I want to share this. <laughs> But if you don't want to, it's okay. So it was actually, it was really cool because it, it started off as just like pitch black and then I could start to see these like lines and it looked like um, just like a pencil drawing kind of line, except it was like bright colors on the black background. So it was a mm -hmm. very thin line and it kind of looked like mountains. And then laying in my bed, um, just off in this, you know, dream state meditative world, there's a very fine line between the two. Mm -hmm. And it, it was mountains, and, and there were horses running in the mountains. And then as it got closer and zoomed into the mountains, it was <laughs> like a reflection. And this is where I just, someone's going to be like, oh my God, shut up, Jess. I'm into it. But I'm into is, this. If you were to put a mirror under your chin and look down, it was the outline of my face. A mirror. Okay. So, so like, it was like, like yeah. So like you had like the wrist. mountains would be like the lips or like the nose or the eye you know, or the cheekbones or the, whatever. It's just like, it was like looking up. I was like looking in a mirror. Um, oh, that's very yeah. interesting. And that's just an interesting... Not a mirror like this. No, but, a but it was, like th yeah, it was just like, interesting perspective. and it was almost as if I was having an out of body experience and could start to see myself laying there in the room. How did you get to that point though? Was there, there must've been breath work involved in that. Um, no? there was not actually in that one. Huh. Um, and what was yes. it? Just, just through your thoughts? Like, just um, kinda... Yeah, it was like a Dr. Joe Dispenza concept of finding this, finding this state between um, awake and asleep. It's like your your body will start to fall asleep, okay. but your mind is still awake. So it's it's not quite like a lucid dream hmm. because you're still you know you still have control and awareness around you, but you do kind of like start to see interesting visualizations, and that's where it believes that you can tap into this universe where anything is possible and. And, you know, take those ideas back into your real life and manifest them into your real life. So I've, I've meditated with friends a few times. And one, I, yeah, my friends and I are kind of all in the same boat with that, too. We weren't facing each other. We were, all, we were actually out camping, so we were all facing the mountains, which was pretty awesome. Um, I, I very thoroughly could feel energy coming off of one of my friends and then not the other one. I was Funny. in the middle. In my <laughs> mind, it had a color to it. And yeah, then yeah, yeah. I was, I, I was kind of focused. I was like, Hmm, why, why am I feeling this energy? Yeah. And then, um, the other one, I eventually did kind of feel energy coming from my other friend as well. And, and there was a color to that as well. And then the three of us are driving down the mountain and just silence and whatnot after. And I break the silence being like, I felt your energies. And like, I saw your energies and they're like, what colors and whatnot. And my, my, my intention was to be sending you guys positive energy. And okay. we described the same colors. And then my oh, other friend right. said That's I was having yeah, said okay. I was having a hard time getting into it. It took me a while to maybe actually feel like I was getting into a meditative state. And then we also described the same colors, right. which was pretty crazy. And uh, yeah, just being that I couldn't feel 
his at first and it took him a while to get into it. And Mm -hmm. then I did feel it after. I was like, this is, you know, energy is such a cool thing and I think we're gonna we have, have to have an off-air conversation what about I this. can go I, I, I got on a, couple a things rant like, about yeah. um is the placebo effect yeah is yeah. that it, it's, hey, if it's you think it works written. so it here's works. the thing yeah so here's the thing is like 100 the placebo effect I I started university I uh did not finish with a psych major I finished with a psych minor and communications major but one of the first things they teach you about is the placebo effect and how real it is I'm like why are we not using this to our advantage? Because yeah. our minds are so powerful that they, you know, our minds can heal ourselves if we're convinced that we're going to take this thing that's going to heal us. Mm-hmm. So why why give people things that are actually, you know, also have all these side effects when you can, you know, give them a little sugar pill and their minds do all of the work. So our minds are, are very powerful. The energy that we give off and the energy that, that we kind of expect to see within the world um, is very powerful. Um, another concept is that, you know, where your attention goes, that's where energy flows. Mm -hmm. So what we focus on is, is what we're going to ultimately attract back into our lives. So yeah, I don't know. I'm just, I'm a big nerd these days Mm -hmm. when it comes to how we can utilize energy. And I think, uh, meditation is a, a really big way to do so. I have a couple off air conversations. <laughs> no, I'm with you. I'm okay. totally with you. Yeah. 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 And the thing is with meditation, I, I've tried it so many times before I got into it. Mm-hmm. Um, I I used to have like a meditation app on my phone because I was mm-hmm. like, this is good for me. This is good for self-growth. I need to check this off the list, but it just didn't do it. Sure. Um, and I think it was Jay Shetty that mentioned, you know, that he's been a monk himself. Like he's, he's talked about the idea of you've you've really integrated meditating um and he wouldn't like use the term like yes i've i've mastered it i'm good at it or like whatever because it's a lifelong journey and you'll you'll never get there but um when you get to the point it's like what journaling was to me it's like when you get to the point of if you don't do it you miss it and you need it and you crave it. it that that you know it's really doing you a service so i think for me to kind of get past that hump, I needed to find something within it that I was, you know, passionate about that really, you know, empowered me in my everyday life. Um, and I think that, yeah, the visualization part was a, a big part of it. And then, yeah, just recently learning a lot more about energy and manifestation has always been a big thing. So when you, when you find kind of your why behind it, I think that's what makes you need it more and commit to it well said thank you <laughs> i'm still learning about new types of meditation that's that's the thing and i think it's it can be overwhelming for sure um i'm kind of diving into like learning about walking meditation right now which is you know you're meditating with your eyes open and you're walking as your you know center um i'm yeah. assuming not walking down broadway I mean, if you're good at it, you know, just regularly <laughs> meditate while you're sitting on an airplane or while you're, you know, in in the middle of Times Square. Like, I don't like. Can you focus in those, you know, situations that are drawing your attention elsewhere? If you're really good at it, is that more nature involved? What do you mean? Walking meditation. Is that more like to do in nature? nature? Yeah, is there, or just walk. <laughs> 
I would say that was probably a personal preference. I mean, I, okay. I to me... No, I'm just curious. I've yeah, never heard of this. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm not very well-versed on it. I'm just kind of hearing about it for the first time, mm. honestly. So I'm sure. not going <laughs> to um, pretend to be, like, the expert on it. I just, you know, it's just a new way of meditating. And mm. I wanted to share that for anyone that, you know, might want to dive down and look into it. Um, have you tried it or you just been exposed to it and you're just thinking, I'm literally like just learning about it right now. Yeah. 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 So it's, it's on my list to try in the next probably couple weeks or so. Probably on your journal tomorrow. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I think that's probably all I've got on meditation at the moment. I like it. Yeah. That was good. I just took that in. Ending on a high. That's for sure. That was good. Okay. I, I, I was into that. Yeah. Sweet. Thank you so much. It was always, yeah, both times it's been such a great experience. So thank you so much.